The Arizona Cardinals need to 100% pick up the fifth-year option for Isaiah Simmons. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please like, subscribe, turn the notifications on, leave a comment, do all that stuff on YouTube as well. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON in all caps in the game. Dormant, small signings, couple offensive linemen, here and there, here and there, setting the stage for what's set to be fireworks in the draft. I'm going to talk about two mock drafts, one by Daniel Jeremiah, one by Mel Kuyper. It's only 3.0. I mean, we're going to get to mock drafts 96.7 by the time the draft comes. But it's just interesting to see the evolution of what the Cardinals should do with the third pick in the eyes and minds of some of the smartest draft experts out there. Two differing opinions, Daniel Jeremiah and Mel Kuyper, with what the Cardinals will do with the third overall pick. I'll go in depth into both of those. But first, and I feel like it's very important to discuss this, as I've talked about, if this is your first time listening to Locked on Cardinals, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you've been listening to me for a long time, thank you as well. I've talked a bunch about Isaiah Simmons. I talked about him last offseason, how he, if he took the step, from year two to year three that he did from year one to year two, he'd be a fringe pro bowler. Not necessarily the case. I feel like under the guise of a lost season, especially after Kyler Murray went out with the ACL tear, it's kind of difficult to, to grade Isaiah Simmons and a lot of other young defensive players. Byron Murphy walked, you know, two year, 22 million with a very team friendly structured contract because of the back injury, because he missed time at the end of the season. And, Begs the question, was he not playing because the Cardinals were out of the race or was he really hurt? And I'm sure it was a combination of the two. Players tend to play through more pain when they're in contention. But with Isaiah Simmons, there's a couple things. One, you 100% need to treat this like the Asan Reddick situation. And let me explain. So that's the obvious comparison, the obvious tie between uh, the two top 15 picks for the Cardinals, you know, in, you know, three seasons separating them, I believe. That's the obvious conversation everybody's having. Okay. But think about it this way. There's a lot of times where you have to trick your brain or train your brain to not compare two completely different players just because they were misused. And that's a fallacy where it's like, oh, well, you know, this is exactly that situation. It's not, 
but the overall theme surrounding both is the dictionary definition dictionary definition of the misuse of talented players by the Arizona Cardinals as an entity as an organization so with that it doesn't matter that Isaiah Simmons is much bigger than Hassan Reddick on paper measurables it doesn't matter that they play different positions in college. It doesn't matter that Isaiah Simmons was used as safety last year and in coverage against some of the best tight ends in the game. It doesn't matter that it seems like Hassan Reddick is closer to a traditional pass rusher than Isaiah Simmons. None of those things matter in this situation. Normally, will they? Of course, they're different players. But with this, with the misuse of, of Hassan Reddick, I think playing in four different defensive schemes in his last year in college and first three years in the NFL. To Isaiah Simmons, where he's had Vance Joseph gone. He's had an underwhelming offense. He didn't set really set up the defense for success. And I know that that's where I tip my specific scale. Blame pie, whatever you want to call it. And I know that a lot of it is on the player. Isaiah Simmons, first play, his rookie year, Raheem Mostert, 75 yards to the house. We all remember that. So he had a long way to go. And the mismanagement of Isaiah Simmons from his first offseason, where he was playing with pretty much every defensive group, aside from, you know, defensive linemen, Jack of all trades, master of none. All of those things was what we saw in a different way with Hassan Reddick. So normally, different situations, you've got to trick and train your brain to not think the same about both players. Not in this instance. It's the Arizona Cardinals. It's the mismanagement. It's maybe they shouldn't have drafted either of those players. All of those things go in to the cauldron that is the Arizona Cardinals and the misuse of talent. So under that, you have to think of them as the same thing. While it's kind of turned around, while it's kind of a rudimentary way to think about it, it's the necessary way to think about it. So with that, they must exercise his fifth-year option without even thinking about it. Is it a lot of money? Over 14 or 15 mil? Yes. Cool. Do it. Is it Hassan Reddick? And, and is there a chance that it won't turn out the way Hassan Reddick turned out in Carolina now in Philly? A hundred percent. But every single person looking at Isaiah Simmons, who isn't a part of the Arizona Cardinals organization, is thinking the same exact thing. Oh boy, I hope they screw that up. What I could do with a player as smart and gifted and talented as Isaiah Simmons. Everybody is thinking the exact same thing. All general managers, all head coaches, all defensive coordinators. Oh boy, what I could do with Isaiah Simmons. So while the sticker price is a little bit more expensive than you want to exercise his fifth year option, he was the eighth overall pick. You can't look at past experience past performance as you're positioning yourself on whether you're going to exercise his fifth year option or not and again 
rudimentary thinking and the necessary way to go about this because it just gives you more wiggle room if Isaiah Simmons pops. And that's what the Cardinals desperately needed with Hassan Reddick. And this, I won't even fault Steve Kime. Nobody saw Hassan Reddick doing that in 2021. Come on. Or 2020. 2020? 2020? 2020. When Chandler Jones went out. Nobody saw that after his first three years. So, like, yeah, you could hang it on the, you know, uh, 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 on the shelf for another Steve Kime blunder, but you can't fault him for that. What you can do if you're the Arizona Cardinals is be extra cautious with somebody who is, on paper at least, even more talented than Hassan Reddick. They have it till May 1st. They should do it tomorrow. Exercise his fifth-year option and have another young player playing alongside Kazir White and Zavin Collins and really see Really take a long look, regardless of record, for the Cardinals next season. If Hassan, if, if Isaiah Simmons should be an Arizona Cardinal for another three or four years after his rookie contract runs out. Alex Lancey locked on Cardinals. So there's, a, there's another thing that I need to mention. I will discuss the mock drafts in the final segment. Buda Baker needs to be talked about. And I know that, oh, it's free agency. Oh, what about some free agent targets? What about DeAndre Hopkins? Ain't going to be no splash signings by the Cardinals. So let's think about this with a broader lens. Let's think about this with the future in mind, because that's what the Cardinals are positioning themselves for. And Buda Baker needs to be a pillar for the Arizona Cardinals for the next five or seven seasons. And the Cardinals need to make sure of that fact this offseason. Locked on Cardinals. We roll on, baby. You know where to find us. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel, okay. So NCAA tournament, there's no better place. Okay, download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because a new customer any new customer, you even, can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from, you know, money line, point scores, threes drained, etc. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So, don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to fanduel.com slash locked on, that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. The Arizona Cardinals must exercise Isaiah Simmons' fifth year option yesterday. Bite the bullet with the price. It'll give you 34 games of intense, under-the-microscope look at Isaiah Simmons, who could be, if unlocked, as everybody talks about, if utilized properly, a Pro Bowl linebacker in this league. 
he's got all the ingredients. He just needs the proper development. And you bring in former linebackers coach Nick Rawls to be the defensive coordinator. You bring in Jonathan Gannon, the linebacker play in, in Philadelphia was incredible over the last couple of seasons. Isaiah Simmons is in the perfect situation to thrive, finally. And they need another year after this year, which is probably going to be a Travis Sham mockery in the win-loss column, to really see in 2024 what they've got. Because remember, every single GM, head coach, defensive coordinator is looking at Zayvon Collins or Isaiah Simmons from afar saying, man, I hope the Cardinals screw this up. Man, I hope they screw it up. And the Cardinals can't. Buda Baker needs to remain an Arizona Cardinal until he retires. And I'm not hoping saying he should retire at 28. That's not what I'm saying. He has Larry Fitzgerald in him. Very different. You know, he's much more demonstrative, much more vocal than Larry Fitzgerald was. Larry Fitzgerald's a dictionary definition of leading by example. Larry Fitzgerald is a top three receiver of all time. Buda Baker is not a top three safety of all time yet. Okay, so those that direct comparison is not what I'm mentioning, not what I'm referring to. What I'm referring to is Buda Baker is the heartbeat of this team. Now, let's remove the, oh, it should be Kyler Murray. Trade Kyler Murray. What about the quarterback? Stop it. I will even go as far to say, shut it. I'll do that today. Buda Baker is the heartbeat of this team. Monty Austin Ford has always already spoke glowingly about Buda. He is well-respected around the league. He is a Teron Matthew-like entity over the top on defense. They play a little differently, but at his peak, Teron Matthew was exactly what everybody wanted from a, an employee, let alone, you know, defensive player, let alone a safety. You know, that's not that or nickel corner or, you know, whatever. Buda Baker has two years left on his deal, 2023 and 2024. If I'm Monty Osifor, if I'm Michael Bidwell, if I'm Jonathan Gannon, I'm taking stock. I'm, I'm looking at the catalog, at the roster. Like, you know what? We, they, not a we guy talking about the car. I'm not. You as fans can be. I, I won't. Monty Austin, we're looking at the roster, sitting down with Michael, Michael Biddle and Jonathan Gannon saying, we need as many sure things on this roster for the next five years that we can get as many as possible. And when I say as many as possible, it's not like being all oh, flippant. Oh, it's like, well, you know, you get a contract, you get a contract. That's not what I'm talking about. When you look at the roster, I talk about this from time to time. There are very few Arizona Cardinals on this roster. A lot of outsourcing, a lot of signing other players from different teams, trades, etc. The Steve Keim effect. When you look at this roster, Pillars for the future. Set and forget players on this team. Zayvon Collins is emerging. We'll see about Isaiah Simmons, as I mentioned. You trust any of the receivers right now? Rondell Moore, Greg Dortch. Like, is Greg Dortch going to be wide receiver one? Come on. DJ Humphreys. We'll see if he'll be on the team post-June 1st. He should be. But he'd be one. 
Buda Baker's two. Kyler Murray, three. Out of 22 starters. Jalen Thompson, honorable mention. But you look at this. And you're Monty Austin for it. You're like, I need my guys. Extending Buda Baker this offseason and Buda Baker accepting the extension will cause many aftershock shockwaves across the NFL. Buda Baker trusts this organization. Maybe things are changing. I talked about this with DeAndre Hopkins as well. I tweeted out, you know, if DeAndre Hopkins signs an extension here and the Cardinals like, it's going to create shockwaves. I don't think he will, but it's going to create shockwaves because you're going to see these high-profile players saying, you know what, I'm staying. I trust Jonathan Gannon. I trust Monty Ford. Most importantly, I trust Kyler Murray. And if you look at Buda Baker, even though his performance dropped off a little bit last year, was injured towards the end of the season, like if you look just at who he is as a person, if you haven't watched Hard Knocks, watch it. If you're surprised after watching Hard Knocks about that being who Buda Baker is, you aren't paying attention. And I'm assuming that that's not the case because he's just an assassin with a smile. I was lucky enough to interview him and Chase Edmonds at outside of Larry Fitzgerald's charity event a couple years ago. He just loves playing ball, man. Just loves playing ball. And I'll tell you what, if you played in the SEC, even if you played in the Big 12 in college, you'd be a much bigger name than people on the East Coast being asleep before kickoff when Washington would play Washington State at 1130 Eastern, 1030 Eastern on Saturday night. Extending Buda Baker plants a flag in the sand saying, he's an Arizona Cardinal, he's going to retire here. He trusts this new regime, so should you. I think it's paramount, paramount for this team. Moving forward, the Buda Baker will be on board. And I feel like it's something that if he doesn't, that's to be problematic. Now, of course, we can wait, watch, look at the end of like the another reason why I say doing it this season is. All people are going to be talking about next offseason is, oh, what are they going to do with Buda Baker? And coming off what's set to be probably a pretty poor win-loss record unless Kyler Murray comes back in the first couple weeks, it's going to make it a lot more difficult to validate extending him after what could be a three-win season. Alex Lancey locked on Cardinals, dueling mock drafts, Daniel Jeremiah, Mel Kuyper. Who had it right? Let's discuss. Next, first... This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and if you've ever thought you'd make a good GM, you got to give this game a try. It's, it's not as easy as you think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory trying to build a historic dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for coordinating the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms, navigating your franchise to free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. 
Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want it. Locked On Cardinals listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty right now. The Arizona Cardinals must exercise Isaiah Simmons' fifth-year option. The Arizona Cardinals must extend Buda Baker this offseason. And the Arizona Cardinals must trade back from the number three overall pick. That's what we call a transition, baby. Thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please go wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review. I had some Baltimore Ravens fans pissed off at me from like three years ago because they said Lamar Jackson wasn't incredible. One even quote tweeted my tweet and posted my personal address on Twitter. The only person that I've blocked is that sad person who did that. I don't remember the person's name, but if you want to help your boy out, uh, feel free, leave a review. Daniel Jeremiah has the Arizona Cardinals drafting Will Anderson at number three overall. Okay. I am on the record myriad times as saying the Arizona Cardinals must trade back. They don't deserve to draft Will Anderson. They have many more needs. This is the clunky nature of the transition from Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury to Monty Ossoford and Jonathan Gannon with 2023 being more of a culture shift, foundation building, trust inducing year. They should trade back as far as they can, in my opinion. Mel Kuyper has the Arizona Cardinals moving down to four. And then Will Levis getting taken by Indy. With third over pick, Cardinals taking Will Anderson four. This would be teetering on the fence. You know, this would be getting Will Anderson and trading back. So I tweeted this out and it's, I, I think the latter is better. And Mel Kuyper just threw this out there. The Cardinals would get a second and third in 2023 and move back one spot, which I think would be great. That's two second round picks, two high second round picks that if they wanted to, they could package and move back into the first round. Like there's so much juice that can be flowing if the Cardinals get more draft capital in 2023. I tweeted this out that the Cardinals best friend now is another team that wants to make some noise in the draft, moving up and taking a quarterback because there needs to be a bidding war for the third overall pick. Carolina going to take a quarterback. Houston is going to take, whether it's Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, who's ever left. And then whoever wants Will, uh, Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, hopefully any Anthony Richardson buzz will continue. The Indianapolis Colts need to start shaking in their little space boots because they see another team that's further back, the Raiders, the Lions, Tennessee at 11 or 12. Who the hell knows? The 49ers moved up from outside the top 10 to the third overall pick to draft Trey Lance. So what the Cardinals need here is another team not named the Indianapolis Colts to drive that stock up for the third overall pick. Now, if they don't, 
and Indy just wants to be safe and will give up a second and third round pick in 2023, and the Cardinals can still get Will Anderson at four, I feel like that would be the best of both worlds unless, you know, the Raiders offer a second this year and a first and second next year to move up to seven to three, and the Cardinals can still have an outside chance of drafting Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson, Christian Gonzalez, or Devin Witherspoon, two two high-end corners in the 2023 draft. We need to keep this in mind. You, me, and everybody, I think. Whoever the Cardinals draft, whatever position it is in the first round, as long as it's not a kicker, a running back, or a quarterback, safety, it's a win. Even if they draft a wide receiver, it's like, all right, I can see that. Offensive line, defensive line, edge rusher, corner, wide receiver, and probably tight end, not to drop the tight end, which they won't. But most positions that are available in the top 10, even though it's not your favorite Will Anderson or your favorite, some people think Tyree Wilson is is, is going to be a better pro than him. It, if it's, even if it's not what your favorite mock drafter is saying, that doesn't mean that it's not going to benefit the Cardinals. And if the Cardinals can move back, accumulate draft capital, and even, you know, if they move back one spot and still can draft Will Anderson, so be it. You can be a little bit more flexible with the return you're going to get in the trade back if Will Anderson is going to still be on the table. This is part of the transition. This is the Arizona Cardinals as a 13-year-old wearing braces and having pimples and their voice not dropping yet. There's a lot of undoing and unraveling that needs to happen to be able to make this machine work effectively, efficiently, rationally, functionally, something that the Arizona Cardinals haven't really experienced over the last decade. Alex Lancey, Lockdown Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.